know, as we go through our series, Songs of Summer, there are so many different types of songs, genres as they're called out there, that we hear so often. Songs that deal with relationships and songs that deal with just a good day, songs that recount other events, and we hear them on the radio, and maybe they relate to us. But there's one genre of song that I want to put forward to you today just to think about. It's a genre that I would say really encapsulates hard life experience, especially the struggles of life. It's called the blues. I'm sure all of you know the blues. And I decided, you know, it's not that hard really to write a blues song. So I'm going to give you a couple of riffs this morning that I put together in a hurry just to think about. Usually they start with the beginning of the day and you kind of need that little da-da-da-da riff going. So here's mine. Da-da-da-da. I woke up this morning. Da-da-da-da. Feeling so bad, da, 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 da. my shirt has no buttons, da, 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 da. only one that I had, da, 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 da. my doctor just called me, da, 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 da. and now I'm just mad. Da, 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 da. Isn't that a blues song? I mean, they're all typical that way. It always has to do with how bad everything's going. You know, sometimes it's true, life feels like that no matter what you do. And I thought about asking the question, but I realized this morning, I don't know that there would be anybody that would be able to raise their hand this morning if I said, how many of you never have had anything go wrong in life? Yeah. You see, we all have had things go wrong in life, and we can sing the blues and be miserable about it, or we can think about the words that Paul says to us in Romans 8 when he says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You see, what Paul's saying there is that in Jesus, the struggles of life that we go through are not there to defeat us, but to make us stronger, again, in Jesus. So maybe Nietzsche and Kelly Clarkson were right in what they said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But you know, it's not just about experiencing suffering so that you can be stronger. We know that it is who is on our side, as we just sang. Psalm 46 is a psalm of strength. As I said at the beginning, it was Luther's inspiration for that hymn that we just sang, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Think for a moment about the struggle that Luther had to go through, the inner and the outer struggle. All the powers of the world that existed. The prince of Rome who had control over the princes of the world said to him that he was wrong in what he had to say. I'm sure there were many times that in his mind he would say to himself, could I be? It's kind of hard to come up against that many people. And I'm sure he went back again and again and he would say to himself, but the word says this truth. And then the struggle on the other side to say, am I reading it right? You know, it's really hard when you're breaking the trail, when you are out there alone, being the first one to come up and to do these things. 
There's no commentary for Luther to go to to reinforce what he's saying. The Word says he's on his own. It's hard. No wonder this psalm, Psalm 46, gave him strength. I want you to look at it again as you heard it read this morning. Open your connections or open the Bible, whichever you would prefer. Psalm 46. I want to look at a few of those verses this morning. That first one that starts, those words that begin, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. I want you to think about that for a morning. This is saying that the unchanging God, the dynamic, all-powerful God, is our shelter, our refuge. He was always ready in every situation of life that we go through. He is able to empower us, ever-present help in trouble. The next verse, Therefore we will not fear, Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake in their surging. You know, those are things that we simply can't imagine. The earth, the mountains, those are things that seem to us of strength, that seem immovable, that will never be shaken. They seem lasting to us. Versus the sea, that the ancients would look at the sea as something that was changing. It was chaos. It was restless. It was menacing. That those sturdy things of life might fall into an area of menacing, changing upheaval. What this psalm is saying, that even when those things that we seem to have confidence in may be turned upside down, we will not fear. Why will we not fear? Because God is our refuge and strength. Jump to verse 6 there. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. You know, especially this week, I had a lot of time to watch the news and it seemed like it was just on a loop again and again of what we hear all the time. We hear of nations and upheaval, of fear of what might come, fear of wars and fear of terrorism, and it's just on and on and on again. But this says that all those things that we think have power, all those things where we put our trust in nations and people and elections and all those things that we hope will be our strength and our support, they're nothing. God is in control. And all it would take is a blast of His voice. And all that we look at in this world would be swept away. Again, it's looking at it in the perspective of who is truly in control. God is our refuge and strength. Jump to verse 9. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. It's a picture of what will come someday, but it is also a picture of all those things that we put such trust in, the machines of war, those things that we look at in the world will protect us. And what it's simply saying is that those things we ascribe strength to will simply be gone because God is all-powerful. He is our refuge and strength. 
And then finally, verse 10. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You know, it's interesting, the phrase in there that says, be still, really simply means quiet. That's what God is saying to our turmoil, to our world, to its rumblings, to its threats, to everything else. The word that Jesus used as he stood on the, on the boat and said to the storm, quiet, be still. These things will happen. Just as Paul reminds us in Philippians that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, so God will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth one day. God is our refuge and strength. You can understand why Luther drew strength and power from this psalm and also how we can also. There was a Bible class teacher who was asking the class, you know, what is it that's your favorite verse in times of discouragement, in times of trouble? And various answers came up. One person said, well, mine is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Somebody else said, well, mine is from John 16, where Jesus said, in this world you will have trials, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Finally, in the back of the room, one man, 80 years old, Tom, stood up to speak. And he said, Psalm 46 is the one for me. God is my refuge and strength. And he said, especially verse 5, where it says, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. He said, when I was 30 years old, I lost my job. I had six miles to feed at home. I didn't know where I was going to turn in order to care for my family. When I was 40, he said, my eldest son was killed in the war. He said, it pulled the rug out from under me. When I was 50, he said, our house burned to the ground. There was nothing at all that we could salvage from that fire. When I turned 60, he said, my dear wife June had cancer. I watched, her, watched it eat her away every day, and so many nights we cried in our prayers asking for God to help. When I was 65, I lost you. I still miss her, he said. All of these things that I went through in life caused unbelievable pain, and I often asked, where was God in my darkness? But after darkness comes the morning. And he said, like Easter came after Good Friday. And he said those words, God will help her at the break of day, reminded me of this psalm that God was my strength, that he would be there, that he would be the one to hold me. You know, so often in our lives, as we face struggles, as we face hardships, we look for answers everywhere. And forget the one who holds us, who is our refuge and our strength. We want to find solutions to our problems in our world, in things that we are familiar with, things that will take away the pain and ease the suffering. You know, the people in Jesus' day were no different. Those people that followed Jesus to the other side of the lake wanted solutions to their problems. 
And they looked at Jesus as that person who could solve them. Jesus healed. They wanted to be healed. Jesus restored. They wanted to be restored. Jesus fed. They wanted those things. But so do we. Don't we want to be healed in our sicknesses? Don't we want everything to be made right and restored? Don't we want not to worry about the things of life and be cared for? And Jesus warned them. He warned them that his true work and his true purpose in coming into this world was to be a refuge and strength from sin and death. And that that would be the cross that would win those things for us. We know so well in our world that things fall apart. We know that there is disease, leprosy and hemorrhaging and cancer. We know there is weakness, that there is blindness and paralysis and death. We know that there is deception and meanness, that people spin the truth in order to gain power over other people. We know there is chaos and cruelty, that the innocent suffer and lives are destroyed. And sometimes for us it feels just like the mountains are falling into the sea. You know, we sang one of those verses, and I think Luther wrote that thinking about all those things when he said these words in verse 3. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none. He's judged. The deed is done. One little word can fell him. That little word is Jesus. Jesus who conquered for us those things that would kill us. He is our refuge and strength, ever with us, ever present. He reminds us that in the middle of our troubles, in the middles of our struggle, we can find strength in the very thing that He won the victory for us, His cross. In our sorrow, we can look to the cross. In our brokenness, we can look to the cross. In our fear, we can look to the cross. In the midst of war and terrorism, earthquake and fire, storm and death, His cross shines for us that he won the victory, that he conquered those things that could separate us and never will again, that he is our refuge and strength. And even in death because of the cross, we will rise and be made stronger. God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. May that be the song on our lips. Not the song of the blues that lament all the troubles in life, but the song of the one who is by our side, who gives us strength and life and peace and hope in his name and will bring us by the mighty power of his voice, by the blast of a trumpet, to be with him again where there is no suffering, there is no sorrow. And only the strength of the Lord is with us. Amen.